What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Pro and Bro Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. I'm Arnold Telegaarda. And I'm Mr. No Days Off, Fred Rosser, episode 59, man. Uh, normally, uh, we have a guest, but this, this particular episode is very special to me, Arnold, because um, I'm officially, September 4th, making my debut with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the wait is over, baby. I know, the wait is over. And technically, we do have a guest. That guest is you, man. Today's all about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, this this feels like Christmas for you because uh, you've been keeping this in for such a long time, for months. You couldn't wait for this day to come. Well, here it is, man. Today's the day. I told you it's, it's going to come sooner than you think and you finally get to tell the world what's been going on. And today's the day. Yeah, and my phone has been blowing up. Uh, my social media has been blowing up with all positive stuff. And I'm just happy to let loose, man. And... Uh, you know, I just want to be able to share with everyone on our podcast, uh, my experience leading up to this. <clears throat> so, you know, how it all started, if I still have it here, uh, yeah, I don't have it here, but I had a flyer. So how it all started is, um, I've always had, uh, dreams of doing something with New Japan. And I know you're a fan of the business, but uh, were you a fan of the business when you were younger, watching, like, me? I was watching everything, WWF, WCW, New Japan, and I was always fascinated with the J Japanese style, and it was very intimidating because they bring it, you know what I mean? Right, right. And uh, um, over the years of being in the business, I know how to bring it without hurting anyone, and um it's always, it, you know, in the back of my mind, it's always been a bucket list of mine because with WWE, I never got a chance to travel to Japan. Anytime WWE did a Japanese tour, I was always not on tour or I was on a different tour, a tour of the UK, which was all great. I had I have great experiences in the UK, but, um, I never got to experience uh, Japan. And um, growing up in New Jersey, uh, going to a little wrestling school and learning that 80s style, um, after um, getting those reps with Sean Bennett, who we had a guest uh, at IWF, I ventured off to train with guys that had experience in Japan. So I wanted to be able to learn that style. I, I had already learned the 80s style, but I wanted to be able to learn the Japanese style. So that's when I ventured off to um, another wrestling school and learned the style. And it, it was rough adjusting. It was really rough, but I'm my own worst critic. So um, the rules are different. Uh, usually with WWE, uh, in a tag match, you can save your partner as many times as you want. I think WWE, you're only allowed one, uh, one, one breakup, one, one save, you know? So the rules are a lot different. The physicality um, is, is different and the storytelling is different. Uh, again, it's all ice cream, just, you know, different flavors. And it's um, definitely so. a different flavor, man, because I remember like, 
um, you said earlier if I was exposed to if, or, or if I watched it as a kid. Yes. I didn't. Um, I only watched WWF and WCW, and I wasn't exposed to wrestling outside of the U.S. So I wasn't uh, familiar with Japan or even like AAA Mexico. I didn't watch any of that. I started watching when um, Cody went independent and he started wrestling in Japan. That's when I started kind of keeping tabs on it. And you're right. It's a whole different culture, man. Um, I, I saw my... The only New Japan show I saw was a year and a half ago. It was in Long Beach. And um, it was when, you know, the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody were all still there. And you're right. It's a whole different environment. And I was jealous. I was jealous when you went to that, wasn't I? What did I say to you? I forgot what you said, but I texted you the picture. And you're like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm in uh, Long Beach. They're having a show right now. You're like, damn it. <laughs> but um, you're right on how... And, and you know, like like a show like that, I, I, I would have, you know wanted to go to but i would have been too nervous too nervous uh to show up there but we'll get into that but keep going but as a fan like major difference man major difference because yes it's still wrestling but it, like you said it's like a whole different flavor because i f i felt like i was watching a martial art competition because i used to have like uh, when I was when I was in Taekwondo, uh, I used to I used to go on competitions, and um, it kind of felt like that because he, they treat it like a sport, and you get that sport um, feel to it. Watching it because little 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 things like when they would get in the ring after the match would end, they'll bow, they'll bow to the audience, and um, the whole entrance. How there's like uh, two different entrances. Um, I figure it's for the heels and the face right and they all come in different um different directions but and even like for me watching obviously it was an american crowd but these are diehard new japan pro wrestling fans so they're they know the culture and they know um they treat it as such because they're so respectful during the match as well i know when wwe goes to japan the fans are very quiet because it's their culture it's a sign of respect to just sit and watch but watching it with like you know my fellow americans and they're doing the same it's really cool how this strong base cult following of fans that new japan has and it's it's a great great brand and i love it and i'm, I'm so happy that you're a part of it man yeah i mean like i said the journey started very early but my main goal was wwe and then eventually um from 2002 to 2009, I grinded on the independence. Um, and eventually I got signed in 2009 out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world. I beat them all out and I earned my contract. So um, I was with them until 2017. And I always say, I'm not calling myself Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan can't play basketball forever. So the door is always open with WWE and I, everyone, they're the same. Everyone always comes back because I think they truly do. No matter how many shoot interviews that, you know, you'll hear, uh, I won't go back or cussing Vince out. And they, they always come back because money talks. You already kind of came back a uh, little bit. What's that? You already kind of came back a little bit with the bump. Yeah, I was on the bump, and I'm not on the ban list, but uh, like I said, life goes on. I'm not Michael Jordan. I can't play forever. So uh, 2017 on, I've just been doing my thing. And um, it was probably, if you can maybe fast forward or skip around, but uh, 2017, I got released, kept doing my thing. And uh, it was probably um, 
well, when I got signed, I became very close with Lance Hoyt, who at the time uh, was in Florida Championship Wrestling uh, in developmental with me. Him and I became very close. And then eventually he got released and he went on to make moves in Japan. <clears throat> Uh, that that was when I first got signed with WWE, and then after my release, and then fast forward to 2019, I ran into a uh, Lance Hoyt at a show in Pomona, California, and it was uh, September 2019, uh, first time my God babies got to actually see me perform. So uh, Pomona, California, my my God babies got to see me, and Lance was on the show. And Lance was on the show, and he asked me, "Oh, what have I been? What have I been up to?" And I knew he was doing big things in New Japan. And I told him, "I said, hey, you know, uh, I've wrestled with WWE, you know that, uh, but I've always had dreams of uh, doing something with New Japan, trying out whatever it takes, you know. Um, uh, I'm not a know-it-all, so sometimes you got to make yourself vulnerable, you know. You got to like let people know your true feelings, you know, and that's." That, that's the true definition of manning up, you know, being open and honest and transparent. And that's how I was with him. And he said, you know, New Japan is running an American show at the Globe Theater in L.A. in November. That's why I was looking for that flyer. When I talked to Kevin Kelly, I, you know, everything I'm saying here is what I was talking to him about. And I saved the flyer. Uh, but I, um, I, I think it's in my uh, I think it's in my bedroom. Um, I saved the flyer that he gave me at the show in Pomona, California. And he um, said, hey, man, come to the show and meet some of the guys and check the show out. And I said, you got it. I'll be there. And I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And that was a sign there, man. He had the flyer and um, he told me to come and show up. So if I didn't show up, you know, I would have I would have been very upset with myself. You know, I got there early and, you know, cut me off whenever you want, bro. But oh, no. uh, I just want to, I just want to tell that story. You have the floor. Uh, yeah. I just want to tell that story. So people get it firsthand from me. Um, <clears throat> so fast forward to November of last year, uh, the show started seven, seven thirty. I was there five o'clock, got there early, uh, met some of the wrestlers, uh, shook hands and, um, I wanted to get there early because one, that's that's just how I roll. And I wanted to sit there, feel the ring, look at the ring, uh, find my seat where I was gonna watch the show from beginning to end. And when I'm there, that same question is going over and over and over in my head. I'm here to see if I belong here or do I fit in? Do I fit in? Do I fit in? A million times, bro, do I fit in? That was that question. and. From beginning to end, I watched the show, and by the end of the show, I was like, damn, man, fuck, I belong here. I definitely belong here, so. Was it the grittiness that you were, like, attracted to that made it feel like home, or was it just the fact that it was a brand new style that, you know, you wanted to challenge yourself with? So what was it about the, um, the brand? Everything, man. I wanted to challenge myself. It was a bucket list of mine. And uh, I just posted something this morning, you know, the mind is so powerful, man. So powerful. You keep speaking it into existence. And from guys like Hulk Hogan to Road Warrior Animal, <clears throat> these are guys that I, uh, from 
over the years from my release on, I had ran into Hulk Hogan at the uh, premiere of SmackDown in LA and I was talking to him and he asked me, hey, what are you up to brother? And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I've wrestled here. I want to go to Japan. Oh brother, I don't have my connections. I wish I had my connections. I would have definitely took care of you. Hey, from him to Road Warrior uh, Animal, who I was at a convention with, he gave me a bunch of connections, tried to reach out to all of them. None of them, either the, either the numbers didn't work or they didn't contact me back on the text. You know what I mean? So from guys like that to guys that were, um, to uh, Carl Anderson, you know, uh, who's, who's doing great in Impact. Um, I think it was at the premiere of Fox uh, uh, with WWE in LA, I had ran into him and I told him that, uh, you know, yeah, I wrestled here, bro. But again, the same story with everyone. I wrestled here, but I, I want to be able to experience New Japan. And he was straight up with me, said, oh, I know the guy that books for them. I'm really, really good friends with him. Really, really good friends with him. And uh, they are really good friends. And um, probably, who knows, from, from, uh, from September of last year, that, that time with Lance Hoyt and me being at SmackDown and running into uh, uh, Carl Anderson, um, who knows, uh, the promoter for New Japan might've gotten a heads up on me, you know? Keep an eye out for this guy. Who knows, who knows? But when it all came down at um, uh, the Globe Theater in LA and I talked to Rocky Romero, uh, I told him that uh, I've never wrestled in Japan and I've always had goals of wrestling here. If I have to try out, whatever I gotta do because uh, New Japan has an LA dojo where you can try out and guys try out and it's tough. But I'm yeah. not unfamiliar with that because I've done tryouts before, man. Uh, and I was ready for this opportunity, no matter what, pandemic or no pandemic. I, I've always been training. I've always stayed in shape. So after the talk with Rocky in November, fast forward to probably uh, June of this year, May or June of this year, May, June 2020, he reached out to me when all the craziness was going on and he, Rocky Romero, and said, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, and I was torn, man, because I was just, I was just all over the place. I yeah. was with my family. Uh, I, I was with my family. I'm still with my family. Right. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm burping up my sponsor, Celsius. Thank you guys. Uh, rocking and rolling on this podcast. Um, <laughs> nice plug. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so Rocky called me up and I was torn, you know, he told me about the opportunity and I said, yes. And then I said, Rocky, hold on. Before I say yes, I don't want to commit. And then it falls through. Let right. me just double, let me just double check with my family. You know, my uncle who I'm very close with, uh, uh, incredible doctor here in LA, uh, uh, uh urology is his, uh, bread and butter, and um, and uh, I told him, and he said, it sounds like a great opportunity, go and do it, and th there's a process moving forward, we have to get tested for COVID-19 to make sure everything is good, so I'll take a test every day if I have to. Yeah, and I remember you were struggling so, with that, because when you told me about the news before it was out in public, you were like, hey, what should I do, what are your opinions, and I told you... 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was honest with you. Like, man, like, to be honest with you, I can't speak for you because I'm not in your shoes. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a wrestler. You know, I can't understand that, like, passion of, like, wanting to perform. I'm just thinking how I would how I would do it, you know? And I gave you my thoughts on that. But at the end of the day, I, I, I obviously left it open for you to decide because you know, you know what's best for you and you always have the best judgment. And I said there were, there were no wrong answers. Oh, yeah, well, maybe you said that, but I think you said no, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I said I wouldn't do it. I didn't say you shouldn't yeah. do it. But you're my therapist. <laughs> you're my therapist so like and, and you're a psychic too uh, so, uh, the world the world needs to know that the 7 billion plus people on this planet need to know that you're a psychic so everything that you say I'm like Arnold's right Arnold's right but when you said that I had to go against you man I had yeah. to like I, I became your barrier family. huh I became your barrier you had to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And I had to knock that wall down. <laughs> but um, uh, 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 the deal breaker, well, I can't say the deal breaker, but um, what, um, what made my decision, uh, can, deal can deal breaker be a positive way or? Of course, anything can be a positive okay. thing. Okay, well, what, the deal breaker was when um, I asked my uncle if he thought it was a good idea. He said yes. I called Rocky right away. But again, this took about two days because Rocky, I said, Rocky, hold on. And then uh, a day went by. And then the second day he said, hey, have you talked to your family? Have you talked to your family yet? And um, I said, no, Rocky, I'll talk to them tonight. I promise I'll have an answer for you, you know? Yeah. Yes or no. And, and he was very understanding. He told me about the process after at, because he's been wrestling what he does is uh he uh he quarantines at his house and after he's done wrestling uh he'll get tested again and he'll yeah. quarantine again for a couple days uh to make sure he's okay and then he'll uh be with his family again so he totally understood the whole family thing uh because i was because i was torn but when my uncle said yes uh that's when i called up rocky after delaying for two days and i said yeah let's do it and um, uh, he told me that shows would be uh, uh, shows shows would start running in a couple of months, and now uh, and now we're here, man. You know, it's just like I'm so overwhelmed and so overjoyed uh, to be amongst some of these uh, great talents in right. New Japan. Uh, you know, you have like Tanahashi, Jay White. Uh, Jeff Cobb, who I've personally one-on-one -on -one been talking to you about, how I just fell in love with him backstage, you know, because he's just such a funny guy and just so, like, he's a, um, he's just a jokester and just very confused but very aware. Um, so it's like you, uh, you, you don't meet some of these guys. A lot of these guys I haven't met. I just watched their work, and it's intimidating. I'm like, man, these guys bring it. I'm fans of these guys, you know? I'm fanboying over their work. I'm fanboying when I ultimately meet them. But then there comes a point when like, when I'm putting my gear on, when I'm getting relaxed, I go from fanboying and being a fan to being your competition and it being very, very real to me. And ha ha and laughing in the back, but once we hit that curtain, 
whether there's 10,000 people, 500 people, or absolutely no fans. Uh, something, something switches, man. And I don't know if it's right or sudden or if it's just over time. I, I feel like it's over time when I'm backstage putting my stuff on, I get in the zone and you go from being, uh, you go from being fans to competition. So um, I'm just very excited for what people will see out of me. And I always say I still have a lot left in the tank. I got to always steal that line from Mark Henry when he uh, swerved the people on his retirement. <laughs> um, and with that sound uh, there. What's that? Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm just so excited for it. But this, this is just the beginning, man. My ultimate goal is to, you know, get signed, get yeah. signed by them. But, you know, I got to prove it. You know, I got to prove it to them and I definitely will. And I always tell you, and I said it many times in this, in this podcast already, that I feel like you're in better shape now more than you've ever been in your WWE career. And even me watching uh, some of your matches, you know, um, I feel like you you display more talent in your independent matches more than you do in WWE because you're not restricted to time limit. I mean, your matches with Billy Gunn, your matches with Jake Atlas, they're all amazing, great matches that told an awesome story. And what when when a casual fan watches you, what do you think is gonna be the big difference that they're gonna notice between WWE's Darren Young and Mr. No Days Off Red Rosser? Well, uh, pause that question, but you mentioned Jake Atlas, uh, Rocky Romero. This was a process when I said uh, when I talked to him in November of last year, he said, "Send me some matches, you know, so I can show people, or if he can make the decision." So I sent him that match with Jake Atlas. And what else match did I send? I sent him, Jake Atlas, and uh, my my recent match with Ray, wait, yes. I, yeah, at the time my match with Ray Jazz was done. So I sent him my match with Ray Jazz that we've had on the podcast and Jake Atlas. So those were matches where, you know, no one, no one, uh, designed that story. I designed both stories from beginning to end to get the best reaction uh, out of the fans, you know, and to be able to be a little bit similar, but still be me, you know what I yeah. mean? I can't go moving forward, you know, I, people know who I am. Uh, I can't, I, I, I can go into um, I can go into situations still being me, but different. Meaning, like uh, you know, different looks. Uh, I've had the ball head. I've had long tights. I was part of a tag team. I was part of a group called the Nexus. Uh, I had proof of uh, a singles run in WWE. Finally, getting over. Finally, getting over by myself, and then having the rug pulled out from up under me. Uh, life goes on. So uh, people know who I am, you know, I don't need to, you know, I just need to go out there and shake my ass, shake my ass and uh, go to the pay window and just do me, you know, and I'm, I'm, I can guarantee you, Arnold, I can guarantee you what you see uh, in my performance is something that uh, something that you're gonna be like, wow, like he's bringing it in some. He's very uh, his offense is uh, very rugged. His offense, you know, 
Kevin Kelly ha had me, uh, I did a Zoom with him uh, recently, and I, I, I was getting goosebumps with how he introduced me. He hit it on the head. He said, um, I'm loving, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be loving your debut because he remembers me from the independence, you know, Kevin Kelly's been in the game since, uh, 1991. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, he remembers me grinding on the independence because he was doing stuff with ROH and other independents. And he, and he, he definitely knew of me and we have met in the past, but the way he delivered the story is that, uh, he, he pretty much said, uh, I'm loving your debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Guys can't plan for you. Guys can't plan for me when when they wrestle because I bring it a lot. I bring it a lot different, you know. Hmm. I bring a I bring a different I I bring a different me to the table. You can't plan for me. If you're gonna fly in the air, I'm gonna swat you down like a a bug or wow. you know a fly. Um, if if you want to ground and pound, I'm always gonna beat you beat you to the punch and that's what I felt like I was doing um with New Japan and I'm just uh man I just can't wait to see it it's driving me crazy it's it's going to be a great debut but like I said Kevin Kelly put me over and that's what it's all about the commentators are so important you yeah. don't have fans there the commentators are so 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 important and uh Kevin Kelly also said that fans are going to look at me and say I remember that guy mm -hmm. Oh, he's going by his real name. Oh, yeah, that's that's Darren Young. Let's see what he's got. People are going to be surprised. I'm moving in there. I'm doing unorthodox stuff in there. I, uh, uh, I just can't wait. Yeah, because I feel like New Japan is the perfect place for you to go because, you know, you've always you've always had that skill to adapt to other people's style. So um, with, with what Kevin Kelly said, I, I haven't seen any of the matches yet, but I totally agree and I can totally see that you're able to do that and do it in a, in a high level. So that's super exciting, man. And I can't wait for September 4th. It's going to be an amazing, amazing debut. Um, how did you feel the, on your first day during your first match, like walking into the ring? And did you have like goosebumps? Did you feel like, oh man, this, this is a whole brand new chapter. Here we go. And how did... After the match, did you feel like I did the right thing here? Yeah, well, yeah, well you, know, you know, September 11th, 2002 will be nine years, years in the business for me. So, so I still, still get butterflies, first, first match, and you're only as good as your last match. match. Me. Me. Uh, so, uh, so 19, 19 years, years in the business, in the business still, still get nervous. nervous. Once, once I hit that, I hit that curtain, curtain like, like, no, no fans, fans my, my attention is on the ring, my attention is on my opponent. Uh, uh, I'm talking, I'm talking a lot of, a lot of shit, shit too. too. Um, no, no fans, fans I'm talking shit, shit to my, to, 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 to my, my opponent. I'm saying this is my house, house and, and I'm putting your, your ass to work, work tonight. tonight. I go right, I go right in, in, you know? Yeah. I surprise, I surprise a lot of guys. You get in the ring and I'll shoot you, you know? I'll shoot you in the face, you know? I'll wake you right up. You know me, guys get in the ring and then they ding, 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 ding. And that's, and that's the, the training, training that I've been doing. Since, since, you know, since, since the, the pandemic, pandemic hit, uh, all my all training, training has been outdoors. outdoors. So, so in the in heat here in, here in LA, LA uh, doing, doing high volume squats, 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 jumping, jumping rope, uh, uh, doing the agility ladder, that whole saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. So if I didn't prepare, 
for my, for my uh, uh, and speaking speak to, to existence, the, 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 you know, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be prepared for the, for the debut, debut, you know. You know? Uh, I, love I love using, using this line, line without commitment, you'll never, never start. start. Most, most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish, you know. And, and I crossed the finish, finish line, you know, but, but you there's did. overtime. There's yeah. always overtime, you know, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't be complacent. There's overtime. I have to, uh, you know, I have, you know, to, I have to keep, keep doing, doing it. it. But I just want to say, you know, as a friend, I'm just so happy and proud of you because you're you just don't say positive things just to, just to say it you, you actually live it and i actually remember when uh around the time that you got released when we started hanging out you kept on saying you know <laughs> being in japan um you know new japan is has been one of my goals and i definitely want to do that and that was close to like two and a half years ago almost three years ago man of you saying that and you were very strategic in your game plan and how you want to succeed because right off the bat um you're very goal oriented and i remember you saying like you didn't want to whore yourself out to just taking all these random bookings just to get out there you want every match to have a purpose you wanted to add value to your fred rosser brand and that's what you did you want to take the right jobs and you kept yourself in shape and in fact you didn't keep yourself in shape you got in better shape than you've ever been and um yeah you you know just like everyone else people go through highs and lows we all go through it but at the end of the day you know you you held your head up high and you know you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and it's and it happened and it just goes to show man um you know you speak out to the universe like you said spread love spread positivity do the work make sacrifices and um good things are gonna happen to you and i'm so happy that it happened to you man yeah, and before I forget, the respect of my peers, man. You know, we can talk about everything we just talked about, about my first time experience with New Japan, but something Tyson Kidd had mentioned, and it was killing me not to tell him because he's had uh, some success in New Japan years ago. So it was killing me not to tell him that I had agreed to uh, compete with New Japan. Um, because he's one guy that would have been proud. But he said in the podcast that um, something to the degree of uh, work, uh, the respect to your peers and being able to get in the ring with someone that you've never gotten into the ring with, highlight their strengths and the takeaway be like, oh man, that Tyson kid really elevated me, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. Respect, to your, the respect to your peers is number one. Uh, before I get into my New Japan experience, someone like Sean Spears, that's, uh, he, he's always been a bucket list of mine. And that matches on YouTube, not on my YouTube channel, but that matches on YouTube. And after we were done with that match, as soon as he came from the curtain, he's like, man, I needed that. Man, you wow. needed that? Like, wow, man, that is like incredible. My phone is still blowing up with, uh, oh, wow. you know, Texas at, you know, as we speak with the congratulations on, uh, you know, doing doing some work with New Japan right now as we speak. But like that match with Sean Spears, uh, the respect to your peers. But with New Japan, having Fit Finley's son, who uh, I'm a huge fan of his dad. And I remember uh, seeing Dave, Dave, the son walk around backstage and sometimes even be with his dad and like him, him, him not being in the business yet, but him, uh, just his father's one of the greatest, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I would always tell, uh, Dave, you know, I said, man, like I would always, your dad's my favorite producer. 
I would always just go up to him and just be like, no fit, you know, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a brain fart, you know, what can I do here? Oh, just headbutt the guy. Boom. I said, oh, okay. Perfect. You know, that's that, you know, you stop someone right there. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to grab their arm and do see do and do all that dance. Just wham, headbutt them, you know? And that's that kind of style that that's that kind of style I'm bringing to New Japan. If you're gonna fly in the air, I'm gonna headbutt you in the air. You wow. know what I mean? Wow. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna come with me with a second second rope spear, as soon as you come, I'm just gonna put up my knee and blast you right in the face, and then that's it for you. I'm bringing the crossface chicken wing back too. You know what there I mean? You go. I'm bringing it back as a submission, and oh, yeah. and and it, it might put guys away, but it's gonna definitely definitely soften guys up so i'm bringing all that stuff back i'm bringing i'm bringing all that stuff back but like i said the respect to your peers uh you know dave dave finley you know uh kenta uh uh juice uh juice robinson yeah the juice um these guys you know they say oh yeah um what what you're doing in the ring definitely translates well on camera you know because they can see they can see besides the refs, the refs are the closest to the action. And, and not to get into the refs, but since since the beginning of my career, the ref is very important. And sometimes the refs get, get a lot of heat, you know, uh, real heat for being in the wrong position and all that stuff. Uh, it's probably the wrestler's fault. Uh, but the, ref, the referee is the closest to, closest to the action. So I always check with the refs if if anything looks hokey let me know yeah if something look i mean i'm not telling you to pray praise any of my stuff but if i've heard refs if i'm hitting someone with a spinning elbow boom like i hear them and i'll hear the ref say oh good elbow that means mm-hmm. like that's that's good insurance that yeah. like if if, if 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 the ref think it looks good the fans will think it looks good so it's always good. It's always good to have that. Sean Bennett, who we had on the podcast, uh, always, always did that for me. He would always remember my stuff when I would have brain farts in the ring. So, like I said, the wrestlers are uh, the refs are close to the action. The wrestlers are also watching too, you know, to yeah. see what looks good and what doesn't. And these are guys on the roster um, that uh, totally dig me being there and. That's the greatest compliment, man. Greatest compliment in, in the world, the respect to your peers. So hopefully I can get in the ring with these guys and hopefully I can give them a show. And I can promise you I'm going to give them a show. I'm excited for that, man. I'm excited for September 4th because I feel like we're going to see a brand new athlete, a brand new person that we've never seen before, especially with the explosive style that you just you know described. And I feel like you're going to keep a lot of fans on their toes when they're watching your matches, because they'll never know what's gonna hit them. Yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna just see me doing stuff like, uh, for example, uh, a a basement uh, basement yakuza kick. Do you um do you know what no. like a you know what that like just like little stuff like that. Like, what do you think a basement kick is? Oh, is it kind of like an insecurity, like an Owen Hart? Uh, it's like a kick where if the guy could be on all fours, it's like you come low, you come low with the boot, you know what I mean? Like a baseball like, slide? Yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. But, but, but I, 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 I don't know if I made up the term basement boot or basement Yakuza kick, but it could be different names. But just like 
a basement kick, just the name alone sounds like quite violent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm bringing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing. I'm bringing personality to the table too. I know uh, one of the first things I said, um, because after your matches, you, you can cut a promo. And uh, I said, probably the first promo or whatever I said, I said something like, the, the beauty about this whole setup is um, I can talk as much as I want or as very little as I want. Mm -hmm. and I'm not handed a script two hours before a showtime, pages of scripts that's edited, edited, this is the revised copy, this is the revised copy uh, of what to say word for word, because this is what Vince McMahon wants you to say. Usually when people, the writers say that, that means that they want, they, they really want their shit to get over, but, sure. if they, but if they say, hey Arnold, can you please recite this? Vince, Vince wants you to, it to be word for word, you know? Yeah. No. You go to Vince and say, Vince, I wouldn't say it like this, you know. Right. Uh, pander, right off the top of my head, like I've had a script where uh, that said pander, and I said to myself, <laughs> "Fuck!" Like I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not a. I, I say what I, I say, I say what I want. I mean, I'm not a, I, I'm, a, I'm not a Miz guy when it comes to promos, but I'm like, man, that's not a word I, I, I would use. Right. And they said, oh, he wants you to say it like pander pander i'm like oh my god like and i think i might have said it because again um i'm i'm green or i'm yellow when it comes to like promos you know what right. i mean uh the mid the miz type promo but me at 36 almost 37 i don't give a shit if i stutter or flub up hey it is what it is i'm human yeah. and yeah. i've gotten so far I've, I've gotten so far in life from speaking from the heart mm -hmm. that that's that's the beauty of New Japan. I said I could talk as much as I want, or very little as, or as very little as I want. So yeah, it's just very fun, very fun. That's awesome, man! I can't wait for everyone to see it on September fourth. It's gonna be amazing. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mister No Days Off, Fred Rosser is gonna be there, and it's it's exciting, man. So congrats again, bro. That's that's a whole new chapter in your life. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And, and I did watch, I did watch, I did watch, I did watch SummerSlam, SummerSlam with uh, Drew Chimnick. Um, and and uh, that, that day he had asked, uh, I had watched it with him at his place. And he had asked, oh, uh, you, should you should invite Arnold. Arnold. I said, uh, it's, like, it's like last decision. And I don't know, no, it's like, uh, I don't know if you would gather, like, if you do gather like that. It was just me and him. Me, me, him, and, him his, and his wife, who she's, she's a, big a big fan. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Your wife. Yeah. Uh, and I think he told, told you that he's, he's a big fan of your wife with, with the makeup. With the makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been DMing yeah. me, like, like asking like for tips and advice and things like that, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you watched it with them. Like they're they're good people, man. And like that's that's really cool. Um, I yeah 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 I didn't reach out to you. It's too late. And like even even me, I was like I don't want to be around like. I don't, I don't necessarily, necessarily be around too many people. people sure, so, sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that. It was really cool because Summer Sam actually watched it with heart. And it was the first pay-per-view that she really watched like with me not like not like what? not like her not not like it's playing in the background she's doing something else but she, we were in bed watching it together the whole thing from the pre-show we watched it from four o'clock to like 7 30 or something like that we just got postmates and like yeah we watched the whole thing it was really cool 
And um, it was a fun experience, man. A lot of good matches, really solid. Uh, I just remember in the pre-show, um, first of all, um, thank you to Renee Young. That was her last, you know, final curtain of the WWE. Um, and then she did the bump afterwards, but we're going to count SummerSlam as her last, you know, hurrah. But um, I they, they, oh, uh, you know, maybe, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe she just wants to move on, you know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in her head. I'm not in her heart. But WWE is losing someone very special. And yeah. she doesn't even have it. And, and I say it all the time. Like, and I'm sure she doesn't care. But it, and it doesn't matter either. She doesn't have a college degree. And she is so talented. You know what I mean? She, yeah. she, she, is, a, she, she is a huge loss. And let me say, when, um, when she came up, to WWE, uh, she made it so comfortable. When I found out, like anytime she was interviewing me, she made it so comfortable for me. Yeah, she, she made me feel uncomfortable. She made me feel relaxed. You yeah. know, uh, when she 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 had a little show for a little bit, and I was a guest on her show. I forget the name of it. It was probably like back in like 2014, and uh, like the Renee, like the Renee Young show, something like that. Right. And she made she made the interview something. something like that. Yes, yes. And uh, and I can't find those episodes for some reason. It's like down or yeah, I can't find those episodes at all. But she made the interview so comfortable for me. During the interview, we found out that we or yeah, we found out that we love love Chelsea lately. Chuck, uh, Chelsea <laughs> Handler. Yeah. And I and I told her you remind me of her so much because her humor is just hilarious. Huge supporter of the Block Eight movement, shouted it out for me. I, I love her. It's a huge loss for WWE. Wherever she goes, she is gonna thrive. She is gonna absolutely thrive. Yeah, because she's um, like you said, she's a great talent, and you're not the only person that said that. A lot of people have been saying that that's a loss for WWE. Um, I was listening. Everybody. Yeah, I was listening to Booker T's podcast, and he was saying like, "Man, Renee." Renee's not going to have to worry about looking for that next paycheck because whoever finds her, that's like a steal and that's a win for, for them. And, you know, she's, she's got a lot of tons, a lot of things that she's working on right now. She's working on her cookbook. She's doing that. She, I think she has a podcast called the regular girl podcast. So she's doing that. And obviously um, she gets to spend more time now with her husband, John. And um, she might not necessarily go to wrestling, you know, she might do some entertainment, entertainment news or like e-news or something like that. You know, the sky's the limit for her. And she's just a, a, a woman that can set her own price because she's just so talented. And like, it's like she's um, she's beautiful, but she's also part of the boys, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like yeah. she she could be on tour with us and no one would ever be disrespected at least i don't know of you know i don't care i don't want to get involved but everyone was always kind from what i saw everyone was always kind and always like she um, she was like a sister to us yeah absolutely man uh and speaking of SummerSlam, uh, yeah. oh go ahead no i'm listening Oh, I was going to say one match that we have to talk about right off the bat because there's just so many levels to it is the Dom versus Seth match. That was my favorite match of the night, man. Favorite match of the night. Um, you know, a lot of people were comparing um, Dom's match to, what's his name? NXT Pat, what? Pat McAfee or something like that. That football player that had a match with Adam Cole. But anyways, they had a poll saying like who had the best debut match. 
they both did great, but there's a difference with uh, the NXT guy, Pat. I can't say his last name right. His, his match was impressive because of his athletic skills. Dom was also athletic, but man, like the storytelling, the emotion, the selling, the, that was a long match with Seth. Like, I think it was almost like 30 minutes and it could have kept on going. Like it, it flowed so nicely. And um, yeah, with this, just his facial expressions. I just love the fact when uh, the beginning of the match, you know, he had a segment with Ray saying like, listen, please don't get involved. Whatever happens, don't get, don't get involved. And there were many times when Dom was down on the floor and Ray was about to get in the ring and help him. You can hear Dom saying, no, don't, like stay, like stay out, stay out. Like little moments like that. It just really felt like a father and son getting into, um, like it's like they're getting their house robbed or something. And they're just like, you know, <laughs> trying to stick together and like help each other out. And man, the whole, the whole Mysterio family, it's, they're so great performers because even Angie, like his wife, Angie was so great during that match, her facial expressions, her backstage segment. And even when she came into the, um, the ramp and Seth was like, Oh, Angie, come on, Angie. And she was, she's such a performer. She has like a worried face she played the part. I don't know how they do it because this is not for Angie, you know, like she's never really, she doesn't do this all the time for her to nail it like that more than some of the performers in WWE. Like their family is just so gifted with performing, man. And it was such a fun match to see. Yeah. Um, something I said with Drew Chimnik in that match is I think maybe maybe some of uh, Dominic's stuff was a little bit too pretty. Uh, I think I was telling Drew, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Shane McMahon. A lot of his stuff is uh, kind of unorthodox. Yeah. Like, I think maybe just start like, it was just too clean, I guess, for someone's first match. I see. Um, but again, that's just my, if I was producing that match, I would have had, probably Dominic against Selmore, uh, even though that he had lost, still, still Selmore, um, but come at Seth in ways where like, uh, like a shoot headbutt or like something, uh, uh, something with a plexiglass or something or something that is just violent. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would hope out of Dominic, you know, but yeah, I think, I think it was, I think it was a great story. Like I said, I think I would have had him sell a little bit more. Some of the stuff was just too pretty, but again, you don't want to mess up. So I know how it is when you first start wrestling. I've been told in the past, Oh, your stuff's too good. It's too smooth in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some, like I'm a big fan of stuff that looks rough. Like when Brock pulled Dominic over, it, it looked nasty. It, yeah. it wasn't like, um, it wasn't just- It was a hip toss. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hip toss. It was a fucking snatch, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's why I've been told my stuff when I first started was too smooth, you know? So like, that's when over the years I started, you know, I, I can get off track, but I can always get back on track. You know, I can get off track and have people be like, Ooh, that was different. And then get back on track with the story. Like, Ooh, like that's a roller coaster uh, that I always talk about in uh, clinics, having a roller coaster uh, 
of move of movements and moments in the ring. So right. yeah, yeah, I'm just very picky, but still a great match. I love the gear uh, of Dominic. Um, it's uh, he definitely had a lot of help because he's a tall kid, but he's very lanky. Yeah. So you want some so you want something that's appealing. So I know yeah. the seamstresses are just like that when it comes to the gear, like you should wear this because it hides this and X, Y, and Z. Like the stuff right. Keith Lee had on, I don't know what the hell what, what, <laughs> I don't, the oh, top man. is good. Yeah, I mean the top is good. Maybe just go to maybe just go to long trunks or something or something, but it just looked like it was a dress. Yeah, a lot of people were so uh, a lot of people were poking fun at that because it did look like a skirt. But I can see that it was supposed to be this like light little baggy shorts, supposed to be like <laughs> fighting shorts. But it was like so it was so high that and it was so loose that it did look like skirts, man. And, it looked like a skirt because like the way his stuff fits, it's like uh, you know it is what it is. Like his um, his bikers, like his stomach is uh, big, but he's still impressive. You know, I'm not making fun of the guy at all. No. So sorry. I guess they wanted something that was more flowy instead of something that bunches up. You know. I was, I was laughing so hard because I was listening to uh, Conan's uh, podcast and he was talking about Keith Lee's uh, debut on Raw. And I don't know, did you watch his? Um, he's you watch his segment right when he was talking to Randy. Basic. Yeah. And, okay. And I also and I also love that match too. But yeah, keep going. So he was like, his tone was like, "Excuse me, Randy, sir." Like he said, and then like Conan's like, "What are you talking? Like? Are you trying to fuck the guy? Or are you trying to like? Are you trying to like wrestle like fight him? Because he, he, I get it. Like he he comes off as like um he already came out as like a top babyface promo to me. It was like to me I, that tone felt confident. That tone felt empowering but i just i just laughed so hard when conan was like what's up with the bedroom voice <laughs> like why are you trying to like sound like that <laughs> well i mean to his uh to his defense um you know it is what it is sometimes people can be intimidated by uh african-american who's bigger and who's dark um, I remember Vince Man would always come up to me at times and I'd said it on the podcast and he'd always be like this. He's like, Darren, you need to smile more. You know, you just got the win with Titus, you know, you're like, urgh, urgh. you're a handsome young man, smile, let the people in. So from that advice on, it always stayed with me in awkward yeah. situations. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm always showing that smile because I don't want to be intimidating. So I have a feeling that maybe that's his demeanor, but again, you know, you don't want to be too like in your face uh, right. because that's that's just how it is. But that's his de if, if that's his demeanor, I've never shared a locker room with him, but that's probably his demeanor. Yeah. Let it be. Let yeah. it be. As soon as that bell rings, that's when he becomes a monster. But he don't have to be the monster on the mic, you know, silent, silent, but deadly. True. And speaking of SummerSlam, what did you think about the whole Thunderdome experience. Well, it's just, uh, it's just not the same. I need people. I need fans. You know, I just, I just need fans. Now I can be able to talk about it uh, because I've experienced it. That kind of feel with no fans. So it's not like that. I'm sitting here with you and and just like ah, I don't like this. I don't like this. I've been yeah. able to experience it. When you're in the ring, when I'm in the zone and not the fan, uh, it's like it's fine for me, you know, because I'm, I'm ultimately working for the fans at home, you know? So yeah. 
my eyes on you, my, my eyes on you. I'm working you. I'm working on, I'm working our audience that's watching this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but I understand as a fan, like watching, it's just like, man, uh, uh, the fans are so important, you know. So it just yeah. it just doesn't it, it just doesn't seem real, you know. It just doesn't seem real. Uh, and then with like all these uh, these problems happening and stuff like that, right. whoever sign whoever signs up for for this, there's got to be. I don't know if there is. I think Drew told me there's a there can only be one person to a screen. There should be rules. There should be a yeah. law that yeah. that says if you if you post something like this you should be fined or you should you should be fined hefty or you, you should be prosecuted or something. Yes. There's gotta be some yes. kind of law. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. anytime WWE does live shows and they and if a fan has a nasty sign or if they have something that's inappropriate, there's tons of cameras around. The people that are working backstage, they spot them out and have security pull them down right away. You know? Right. So I don't know how they can fit I don't know how they can fix that, but that's just unnecessary. You know what I mean? Unnecessary to see, to see on my social media feed screenshots of uh, just in inappropriate stuff. Right. I'll just say that. But I think you're right, though. I think you you solve the problem. I think that's how you fix it for them to sign an agreement that you have to do this, 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 or else you get prosecuted. I think that's the best way to stop any further um you know inappropriate things with the thunderdome and it you know yeah and if you want to make a name for yourself then uh if you do the crime you do the time yeah but you know um i know it's still not the best but as a fan watching it does help a lot um but what i'm curious well, is it doesn't help me because i'm I, I'm, I'm looking at the screens oh I'm really you get distracted action. huh i i get distracted and drew chimnick said the same thing he he's getting his I said, bro, are, are you getting distracted looking at the other screens? And he's like, yeah, I am. You know, <laughs> so it's just like, I'm getting distracted, you know, because, you know, as, as, as sick as it sounds, I'm looking for that one dumbass to like put something up so I can yeah. point out like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking to see that, oh, this is going to be a flop, you know, because someone's going to do something stupid, you know? So I'm looking for that one shock and awe uh, fan to do something. When I heard about the Thunderdome before I actually saw it, I was curious to see how the the sound was going to be because obviously it's different when you're there in person. You're going to make noise, you're going to scream. But when you're at home, you're like this by yourself, right? And uh, if they really used the the actual sound, I bet it would still be quiet and just be a bunch of people going like that. And it's not going to be this like uproaring live arena sound. So I think for sure, um, well, I'm guessing that they definitely pump in like some fake audience noises because there's so many times when they're like, <sighs> and it goes to the audience and they're just like, like watching on the screen, yeah. you know? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, Drew Chimnick having experience, uh, he was pointing all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? And I bet, uh, I don't know how it is because I never like signed up to it, but I'm wondering if you do sign up to a Thunderdome, I wonder if they're like, hey, um, also record a footage of you like clapping and being excited. So they're like, like that so um like like little things that just didn't feel organic to me is when like you know like when the show would start or when like a wrestler would come out like everyone in the boxes were going like yeah like and like, it just felt like it's something that's pre-recorded and they don't know what they're cheering to but they just want to use that um you know visual to when a baby face comes out or like there's so many times that they're like boo like that and it's like everyone's doing it and i'm like uh i don't think that's true to like 
I I don't think that's a live footage of them doing that. That might be something that they had to pre-record to you know to submit themselves so they can use it at the right time to create the the ambiance. That's interesting. Uh, like, do you know how many screens they have? Like, you you probably don't know, huh? <laughs> no way, man. Well. I mean, let's say if there's a hundred little screens or something like that to fill up whatever space they need, they just hire every week or however many weeks, a uh, hundred people uh, that aren't that aren't like they're hired, they're they're getting paid to be on screen and then just do it like that. <laughs> you know, that's you know you're you're um, you're putting out money, but hey, like you got to do what you got to do so you don't have to like because I was hearing news that like for each screen, they're gonna have someone monitoring each screen. Who are you gonna have monitoring each screen? Like That's a lot of people. And, man. And, yeah, and then if they post something, then you then you make their screen freeze or something like that, or I don't know. That's a lot of work, so much work. Technology, but, man, technology. But look, I mean, look at, look at, look at Thunderdome. No one else is doing anything like that. Like WWE yeah, yeah. wants to be the first, you know? I was watching that and I'm like, oh my God, the future is here. Like, what am I watching right now? This the is future, the future, the future. I'm like, God, man, don't tell me this is the future. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't tell. This is the future. This is the future. Don't. This is the future. Don't tell. Fuck, that's what goes in my head. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's temporary and it's all gonna go away soon. But I want, I, I want to wipe my ass with twenty twenty, uh, and then go on to twenty twenty one. But like I said, like knock on wood, like uh, twenty twenty for me, you know, has been uh, a blessing with New yeah. Japan and a plethora of sponsors that I've collaborated with and. Uh, been able to share their work on my social media uh, because I would say my social media is an open diary to the world. So anything I ever post always comes from the heart with the intent to inspire, motivate, and always educate the masses. So um, 2020 uh, can still wipe my ass and 2021, I want to get here so I can travel more. I love traveling. Yeah. You know, on the other side with AEW, they're actually starting to have fans. Did you see that? Did they start yesterday or? Yeah, like the I haven't, show. I, I haven't, I haven't seen, oh wait, uh, live events or the actual live show? Dynamite, on Dynamite. Yeah, on I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any footage yet. I haven't seen any footage yet, but uh, 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 let me stop you there. Um, the announcement I had made about New Japan, um, a couple of wrestlers from AEW liked it that, <laughs> Let me just, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, like I said, I, I, no, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what? No, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, the same get, people, yeah. um, the, um, the same people that, oh, um, uh, I can't do anything for you. Same people looking at, looking at me now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. So those same people can boop. <laughs> Um, I totally, I totally get what, what you're saying. And you're justified in feeling that way, man. Uh, yeah, man. But, like, yeah, like, and and these are people that I've helped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I don't need to. I, I don't need to mention any names. Like, I'm just, I'm just happy. My chin is held high. There you go. There you go, man. And um, you know, when I was watching a little some clips on Dynamite, um, the fans, they is obviously it's spread out. 
definitely there's a lot of empty seats and there's like you know like father and daughter here like another couple here so social distancing is really um they're really doing that but um you can just tell like the difference that it makes like chris jericho came out and a lot of the fans were singing his entrance music and he was just kind of like he he missed it you know so little moments like that was awesome it's just funny because like I didn't see it yet. I gotta watch. I hope there's some like footage online. Yeah, it's funny because um, just when you know you think WWE is like taking the next step of like oh yeah we're doing this better, AEW does it like to another level. Like oh you have virtual fans. Like we actually save money. We actually had some real fans. You know like so they Wait, so like they had so so. All this is being done in Florida. What I don't get is, I was telling Drew uh, Chimnick that the SummerSlam was the first show that they didn't have, uh, or one of the first pay-per-views, something like that, that they didn't have any wrestlers or anyone around the ring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, like, Raw, right? They have wrestlers around the ring or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this was the show, first show uh, that they did the virtual stuff right. in Florida. So how come they can't... Um, how come they can't do the same thing? Have ten percent fans at SummerSlam and then have the screen behind them? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Maybe WWE is just OCD and you just want to make it one thing. You know, if it's if we're gonna go that route, let's make it a whole thing and let's promote it. At but do you like that? Yeah, but do you like that because the same fans that are watching on the screen, oh, you know, they ultimately they ultimately want to get a chance to watch live, so it'll get more people to watch live in hopes to, you know, uh, maybe being on, uh, being part of that 10% watching. I don't understand why they can't do both. Don't you think that's a good idea? As a fan, yes, I think they should do it because, you know, obviously you get some real sounds and also fills up, fills up the space. Yes, as a yeah. fan, I would love that. And I, sh I, so I those fans, so that's uh, those same fans that are there live, the, the ones that are watching screen, they're going to be like going crazy too. Like, yeah. you know, just, just like the fans, you know, yeah. it's going to be like a dom, it's going to be a domino effect. That's, that's what I'm envisioning. No, I think it'll encourage the fans at home to actually to like be more um, a part of yeah, the show. Like You're right. More like, yeah. Yeah. Like be moving. You know what I mean? But I, I'm just saying like speaking, um, playing devil's ad advocate and being in WWE shoes, I think they're thinking like, man, if we're going to do a little bit of that, let's make the whole thing that so we can promote it as the Thunderdome, the state of the art, where it's all virtual. So they're thinking about more the promotion of the Thunderdome than the yeah. experience of how it's going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's really interesting, mm -hmm. man. Um, but hopefully, you know... But also... But also uh, I don't know if we're done yet, but we can't forget about Ro Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it was funny because it was actually the first thing that I said to Hart. Like when he came back and he speared, um, he speared the fiend. I was like, oh, he got veneers. But I said well, it. I, I said it very casually. Like I didn't think it was going to be this big thing that everyone's like going to make fun of him. But I just thought like, cool, course. cool, new teeth. Like, cool, you know, but then everyone's like. Randy ignited that flame, though. Randy is such a troll. He's so funny. I, and I talked about it. We talked about it with Zack Ryder. If you're gonna go at, if you're gonna go at it with Zack Ryder on Twitter or or on so, social media, you're not gonna win because he will say stuff that is very like, damn, you're gonna say that, man. Like he's gonna like he's gonna he's gonna go below the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Randy, 
Randy definitely went below the belt, but we could not end this episode without talking about Roman Reigns because I am very, very proud of him because I myself got veneers. I don't care, you know, K9, these are your K9s from in and out. You know, I, I got all those done. Um, so like he he wanted to make a change and there is a difference, you know what I mean? There is a you know a difference, but I'm very proud of him for doing that because it's it um it's a um cosmetic surgery you know i've had work done to my teeth i've had work done to my chest you know to make you feel better and that's probably yeah. something that's probably always bothered him maybe you yeah. know or obviously or he wouldn't have gotten it done you know so what so what happens is you need time to heal um especially if, if you're gonna have all that work done and stuff like that you definitely need time to heal so this was the perfect time to to get it done, you know what I mean? So I'm very proud of him for doing that, you know. I'm not I'm not using this podcast to 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 hike on him or I'm praising him. Very good for him for doing that. Yeah, I think it looks it looked good on him. And you know, I did Absolutely. It does. makes him it makes him fine as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like and, and he's like a brother to me. I don't like look at him like that. It does make a difference that, because um before I would obviously notice, I don't know why I noticed it, but like I, I always noticed that little gap that he has between his two front teeth. But like now, obviously now he's taking more Hollywood roles. It just makes more sense sense for him to invest in himself, you know. And um, he's the next rock. Absolutely, I truly believe that. And I just saw a movie yeah. um, recently on Netflix with David Spade. Forgot what it's called, but it's one of the like, top recommended movies, and it's brand new 20, 2019 and he's in there. Um, he has a small cameo in there, so that's his second film, which is really cool. Just getting the ball rolling, you know. And Good. He does, he does have that Hollywood look, man. Yeah, he definitely does, and his arms are jacked. Like he he uh, he 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 looks in great shape. I think Drew also said, and you probably agree too, but. Drew being uh, straighter than six o'clock, <laughs> and I and and ally and ally like no other married. He was like, I hope he loses the vest. And shit, I date him if I was gay or <laughs> if I was a girl. You know what I mean, bro? I want to look uh, like him, man. Like, like yeah, he especially but, but he got know, more tats. He tatted up like he has more like tribal tats, which is like sick. Keep the pants, lose the vest, bro. <laughs> keep Who the knows? pants. But he said, and I've been in the locker room, he's like, I'll never lose this vest. I kind of get so, it because it separates. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, uh, action figures not having to, uh, this is him, you know, not having to work out as much, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, getting away with eating pizza and all that stuff. But of course, you know, we all change. Yeah. And you ne you never know he um he could lose it but yeah well even John Cena like I don't know if he's still doing that powerlifting anymore but he's 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 definitely a lot smaller he's definitely a lot smaller and everywhere I go I see John Cena it's like it it um it drives me crazy he's he's I go into a GNC he's sponsored by GNC yeah. Yeah. he's in little he's in little movies here and there on YouTube, he's on five second, 10 second, minute little ads. Uh, I, I forget what ad he was on, but he's on everything, man. <laughs> everything. everything. Yeah, man. He's a hardworking man at the end of the day. He might be weird. He might has his little quirks, but man, he, he does work hard. 
and he can go through like, and I think we talked about it on the podcast. He can go through a bunch of autographs. Like if he's got to sign autographs, I don't, I don't know if, um, if we talked about it, but he is super fast. And oh, really? uh, yeah. And, and the WWE guy that's having him sign 500 autographs at a time, you know, he, I mean, he's got to be on point, like with like, like taking the paper from him that he signs. Like wow. he doesn't like, he, he is super quick. He is super quick. <laughs> Man, um, the last thing that I want to talk about is maybe not a big deal to a lot of people, but it's a big deal to me because I've been rooting for them for a long time. But Breezango mm. finally winning some WWE gold, man. I, I felt like they should have won the SmackDown Tag Team Championship when they were doing the whole like mystery files, like, you know, the whole um, when they would have those <laughs> like funny segments. I feel like that was yeah. like their time, but better late than never and i think it's it's i'm sp i'm happy for both of them because they've been in the business for so long i know yeah. even like fandango um he was talking about like maybe like it's time for me to retire at one point you know but man finally to have now if they retire tomorrow they have that nxt tag team championship to say look i was in wwe i did that i've been there for like you know however many years and it just makes i the think he said I think he said like 15 years because he was in like developmental like way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Way, way, way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm just so happy for them because they're one of my favorite tag teams, man. They're, they're so entertaining. Um, they both have kind of like the same personality. And in NXT, I really love their entrances because it's just so great and so funny in the most genius way because they would come out sometimes as like hunk doctors Sometimes they're like construction stripper workers, uh, <laughs> like, but you know, like every, a lot of the times, like when they make the entrance, they always have like a different like costume to, you know, to have that like quirky gimmick, but it, they do it so well. And you're just like laughing with them and they're talented and I'm, I'm, they could be serious. They can have great solo careers as serious wrestlers and they can come back together as a serious tag team or a comedy tag team, but it, it always works. It never they never fail. Well, now that I think about it, I see why they are always doing like uh, different costumes because even when you're in, in their position, you get told, oh, maybe you should do it. Maybe you get told, maybe you should do this this week. All right, maybe you should, you should do it differently the next week. So you're being told differently. So why not take a gimmick where every week you're the same guy but you're both coming out with different stuff that is just yeah. wacky like all right you told me to do this oh this didn't work all right well let me try this yeah all right, i'm i'm this i'm 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 this different character but both guys i've been in the ring with and they are a pleasure to be in the ring with easy easy as ever to sh you know share and put great stuff together they're awesome um uh, i got hurt in hidalgo texas 2014 or 13 i forget what year maybe 12 or 13 um i i got hurt in hidalgo texas with um with uh i call him john i call him johnny curtis but fandango i i tore my acl mcl just jumping off the apron this is when layla was managing him and i had jumped up and i jumped off the apron to give him like a double axe and layla was standing behind him now if i would have gave him that double axe i would have plowed uh fandango into layla and she would hit the guardrail pretty hard mm -hmm. so i went i went and did the double axe and i came straight down uh and my knees locked and oh. i just blew up i blew out my acl my acl and my mcl mm -hmm. fit finley was the producer 
and uh, he came running to the ring, and then a shoot EMT guy came to the ring, wow. and uh, the EMT guy was like, "Is he really hurt?" And Fit was like, "Of course he's, of course he's hurt." <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember him saying that when I when I got hurt, uh, Fit was like, "Are you hurt?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm hurt." And then the EMT guy came over and was like, "Is he really hurt?" And then uh, Fit was like. Of course he's heard. Take care of him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh man. We wouldn't be calling you over here, yeah. you know, if he wasn't hurt. You know, this is a live event, you know? Yeah. You know, we don't need like we don't need like uh, uh extra to like uh come down to the right. ring. We need right. we need a real we need a real yeah. EMT guy to get this yeah. big motherfucker up. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I think I also yeah. sent you that clip. But like, speaking of like uh, Tyler Breeze, uh, did I show you that clip of Tyler, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, Xavier Woods, and The Miz playing yes, video yes, games? Yes. And The Miz and got his was... ass chewed out. Oh, how embarrassing! Oh my. Oh, oh man. I always say I'm so happy to be gay because uh, Maurice, uh, Alicia Fox, uh, and. Um, um uh lana or, or like two uh women that i'm just afraid of like i don't want to piss off you know uh yeah sh but she went off you can tell how embarrassed he was because he at first he kind of tried to play it off and just like all right 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 and like okay okay can i get it done but she kept on yelling and like yeah. adam cole was like going like this and laughing and xavier woods was like going like this and then samoa joe like he's like what did he say he's like oh can um do you have to go to sleep now can you <laughs> like yeah. do you have to is yeah. it is it bedtime and then um like like they were like talking about each other like they were talking about it like giggling making fun of the Miz and then she kept on yelling and Xavier was like oh wait, wait shh she's still yelling she's still yelling and it was just it was so funny man and for like two weeks straight I would look at the Miz's pictures and every like comment was like oh talk about <laughs> talk about Maurice <laughs> and like when you got your ass chewed out <laughs> he ignored it like nothing happened you know yeah and and you know you know he was like uh shoot embarrassed because after she was done yelling then he went back to the screen and he got quiet and yeah. like he's like, come on and the miz yeah and yeah. the miz is like he's he's the type of guy he, he's in your face in the locker room like but you know busting your balls but he got very nervous he's just like sitting there and he was mad you could tell he was mad at the boys you yes. know okay come on are we gonna play are we gonna play <laughs> yeah yes. oh yes. man yes that was yes. good that was some good entertainment right there yes always always <laughs> well anyways man i think that's a good time to wrap up this episode it's been super fun and it's been a while since we haven't done it like this actually the first time we've done it like this man you're usually right by my side but <laughs> when it's just us you know but um yes. this has been great man and again um big news today that you just release uh by the by the time this episode goes up it should probably be you know um uh, monday or tuesday around that time but we're recording this right now on the 28th and that's when he just you know told the news about september 4th the new japan pro wrestling big news super excited man good times yeah great times and like to be able to do the podcast and to be able to talk about my wrestling experiences uh that's always a goal of mine doing the podcast is like therapy for me but to be able to wrestle and then talk about my experiences, still talk about my experiences and compare my experiences um, is truly a blessing. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you wanted to do that since day one. That's like your dream reality to, you didn't want to be one of those like old timers that talk about back in my day, but we want to be still doing it and talk about it, you know? <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you're listening to us on iTunes, don't forget to give us a five-star review. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to leave a comment and give it a thumbs up. And until then, block the hate, salute the great Arnold Talaga Arta.